Hey ladies, welcome to the Diamond Hands Podcast. So you want to own a med spa? Welcome to our community and explore the exciting industry of medical aesthetics and hear from experienced med spa owners and relevant industry experts to guide you on your path, mindset, money, practice management, marketing, Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Diamond Hands Podcast. Today, we are so excited. Guys, this is, I've never brought anyone on the show like this before, but for those of you who own your businesses, he is a resource. We have Dr. Joe, um, international speaker and peak performance coach, and he's been seen on NBC, the OWN Network, and many other platforms. So welcome, Dr. Joe, to the show. Really appreciate you taking the time to be here. Yes, indeed. Listen, I told you it was going to make it happen. Little, little technical difficulties <laughs> earlier, but we're here. We're doing it. What's going on? <laughs> exactly. We are here. We're doing it. So, guys, um, I actually met Dr. Joe, and he was speaking somewhere else in Costa Rica, of all places. <laughs> he was speaking for uh, a women's event um, led by um, a mutual friend of ours, uh, Kwan Lene Green. And that's where I actually met him and heard him speak in the flesh for the first time. So I got the experience. <laughs> So, you know, Dr. Joe, uh, you know, everyone wants to know a little bit because we're like, ah, this is not a med spa owner. He's not a plastic surgeon. What's this? But, you know, I think that you're really relevant for our audience just because you talk about peak performance. And there's so many women and men who start their medical entrepreneur business, but they can't seem to break to the next level. Um, So, first of all, before we get into that, let's just dig a little bit deeper to your background. Tell us a little bit more about, you know, where you grew up, your journey, and like, how did you get to be Dr. Joe? Yeah, yeah. So uh, just just real quick, you know, one of the first things that I'll say is I, I've been blessed to work with many organizations like Toyota, FedEx, the National Guard, uh, institutions like uh, University of Michigan, UCLA, and so many other countless uh, companies and organizations. And what I will say is one of the things that a lot of us forget is that we have to deal with people, right? Mm. And the individuals who make up our companies, our organizations, sometimes we forget about their personal lives and the things that they've go- they've gone through and the things that they're going through because I always mm. say we're all recovering from our childhood, right? Yeah. And so when I think about myself, uh, I always say I'm from Milwaukee and I've had the luxury to live in other places like Hawaii, New York, California, um, because my father was in the military before mm-hmm. my mother and father got divorced. Yeah. Now, what I will say is I have, I've developed a muscle to be able to go anywhere and not know anybody and uh, just connect with folks because I love people. Yeah. I love talking to people because once again, before I even was doing any type of business, I learned how to deal and work with people. Yes. So for myself, um, when my mother and father got divorced, we lived in what many would call the inner city or the hood. And I always <laughs> tell people that the hood is not a place. It's a state yeah. of mind. That's why you have mm. people that leave the so-called hood and have the same issues. Right. Yeah, but wow. I grew up in 53206, which right now has the highest incarceration rate for black men in America. Wow. And uh, I use sports to get out and I play football and basketball. Mm-hmm. In college, my first year, I stuck to football and I knew that I wanted my children to have a different life than I had. Not saying my life was bad because there are great people that live in the so-called hood, right? Yes. We don't talk about that. 
But what I'm saying is I knew that my children were gonna, were gonna have a different experience. So I went off and even though I got the opportunity to work out for NFL teams, uh, mm-hmm. that didn't wow. work. I played a little bit of arena ball. And when it was over, my life was caught up in my identity as an athlete. I had to mm-hmm. figure out who Joe Johnson was at the time. And uh, that took me to working in sales, took me mm-hmm. to working in higher ed, took me to working in K through 12 mm-hmm. and now doing my own thing. And I love it. And now people calling me Dr. Joe Johnson, even though I graduated with a 1.6 in high school. <laughs> that's so amazing. And then I, I think that's just a really cool thing. You know, uh, you going from graduating with a 1.6 GPA in high school to now being known as, as Dr. Joe and your authority on, 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 on peak performance and everything, you know, that is a, a, a big accomplishment. And what do you think you most attribute that change to? So I always tell people that I have an internal motivation in me, right? Mm-hmm. I was told no a lot or you can't do this. And I mm-hmm. think when you come from a certain type of background um, and you're going to public schools and Milwaukee public schools is where I went. But, you know, you have these certain teachers and certain people that are around you who don't think that you'll be able to do certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I believe that it lit a fire in me. So I love it when people tell me no, right? Mm-hmm. And for me, it was just all about creating the life and the career that I desire. And so I mm-hmm. think that's where like my my motivation and my, my inspiration comes from, right? Knowing mm-hmm. that I don't want my children to have the life that I lived. And, and once again, it wasn't bad, but mm-hmm. there were some experiences that I didn't get that my children will get. Yeah. And, and that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, speaking of, you know, you told me what motivated you were people constantly telling you no. So I know for um, some of um, my med spa owners that I worked with and talked to over time, they've said, you know, when I started my business, my partner didn't believe in me. And they're like, how are we going to pay the bills or do this and do that? And their partners didn't believe in them, either through their actions or what they say. So for those people who have started out in business, maybe in their first three years, it's still kind of in that scary area. You know, how do you say someone should deal with it when the people closest to them, by through action and word, are telling them no, and they might not know how to quite find that intrinsic motivation to continue on? Yeah, you know, one of the misconceptions that we've all grown up with, especially when it comes to partnership and, you know, whether it's your spouse or boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it might be. um, One of the misconceptions is almost this this idea that the way that we meet is the way that we'll be. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the one variable that we can never take into consideration is how we're going to evolve. And what happens in relationships or partnerships is sometimes people evolve at a faster rate than the others, or people may evolve like this apart, right? Mm. And I'm saying that to say, you have to have those hard conversations with your partner so they can understand how you're evolving and the things that you want to do, because sometimes they're not going to be on board. And that doesn't mean you're not going to be with them and you're going to break up, but it's going to be a difficult time period. Because one thing that I can say is when the success comes, then they're like, all right, baby, let's do this. Right. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's important for you 
the individual that's, you know, trying to create the business, it's important for you to know who you are, stay true mm -hmm. to what you're doing and know that you're going to lose friends. When you're trying to start a business, you lose friends. You don't talk to family members at times. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to that partnership, you all are going to have to have some hard conversations. And I hope that you don't say, you know what, I'm not going to do it because my partner doesn't want me to. Because you have to listen to what your soul tells you and not what the world and what everybody else says. Yeah, and I, and I think that's a, a really solid point, you know, um, and I like what you said there, and those of you listening, it's like, just because a partner doesn't support you, that doesn't mean the end of the relationship, but like Dr. Joe said, it just might be a really ugly time <laughs> until you get to that place where you've evolved, where they actually can now believe in you, and then, you know, and Hopefully there's no resentment at that point in time. <laughs> yep, yep, right. We try to stay trying to stay away from that word. <laughs> resentment is a very terrible word and it creeps up a lot. And you know, but kind of going along with that, I know you've been married a long time. You have beautiful kids and everything. You know, so when you were kind of um going through your journey of, of speaking, you know, and you started your first talk to now where you are now, seeing being seen on national networks, how was that transition? What kind of hurdles and things in your personal relationship and your own mind did you have to overcome to be there now? Woo, that's a loaded question. Well, that's that that's that hamburger with the works right there, right? <laughs> no, so you know, when I first started, the cool thing about my partner and I, her and I met in graduate school. So yeah, we, we we were we knew what it was like to go through graduate school. She was getting a Ph.D. I was getting my master's. And then when I was doing my Ph.D., she was she was working and we were both working at the, the same institution. So I was working mm -hmm. and doing the Ph.D. and she was just working. And wow. she knew like I would always talk to her and I share this with so many people. I said, you know, even though I've worked in so many different sectors, once again, K through 12, higher education. Uh, the corporate environment, right? I've worked in so many sectors and in each one of those experiences that I've had, my soul kept telling me, this ain't it. Yeah. This ain't it. And so many of us, we don't listen to what our souls are telling us, right? That's why hmm. the research says about 52% of Americans are unhappy at work. 71% are disengaged. Another 70 are actively looking for another job while they're at work, right? Wow. And so it's important to understand you have to listen to your soul and it comes with uh, uh, some turmoil at times. And so during our process, when I was be when I was going from working full time and I said, OK, I'm about to be a full time entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. The cool thing is my partner was on, a, on board. What mm -hmm. we didn't know was that I was going to lose like eight to nine thousand dollars right away. Right. Because I wow. didn't know business. Right. And so now we had a child. Right. I was and working, getting that salary, because I always tell people this before I finish the story, that the, the most addictive drug isn't crack cocaine. It isn't methamphetamine. The most addictive drug to mankind is simple. It's called direct deposit. Mm. We are scared to run away from that direct deposit. People are hooked wow. direct deposit because once you know you don't have a certain type of income coming in, now... Mm -hmm. You're like, okay, what am I gonna do? What you get uncomfortable, but for me, it puts a a, a harder grind and a harder hustle and a harder. Mm -hmm. But even more than a grind and a hustle, I learned I had to create systems, right? Because mm -hmm. systems will always outperform hard work, always. Yeah. 
right? Um, but but my partner was on board with me, mm-hmm. and uh, we didn't know everything that we were going to go through with me trying to be an entrepreneur. And so what I would say is, as long as they can say, as long as you you're honest and say, hey, this is a journey, and there are going to be ups and downs, right? Mm-hmm. Things to me, I I I believe will be better. It's not going to be sweet all the time. It'd be yeah. better, but you're gonna you're gonna go through it. But it is so important for your partner to be on board some kind of way because they're going to be your backbone some days. Yeah. They're going to be your therapist. They're going to be your coach. Now, mm-hmm. they think they know it all, even though they're not an entrepreneur sometimes. So make sure you yeah. get a real coach. But you're going to need them in your yeah. life. <laughs> so yeah. we've been through it all. <laughs> wow. And that, that's an amazing story that, you know, but it's wonderful to know that your wife was behind you. You know, how many women are like, oh, I'm behind my man. He lost $10,000 the first time he went out to be an entrepreneur. Like, woo, new baby. Like, yep. I, I can't even imagine, like, the question marks that were kind of swirling around both of your heads <laughs> when that happened. But look at you now. You know, it's a beautiful thing that, you know, when you guys are both doing your PhDs, you guys, you guys, you guys, you guys know what it is to be in lows together and highs together. And I, I think that's so important, um, especially for a lot of the, our listeners are female business owners. And it's like, you know, it's kind of weird sometimes. Like the woman, they're, they, be, they become the breadwinner over time and their husband's still working the nine to five. And there's an interesting dynamic having those two different mindsets in the same household. Yeah, that, that, that's real. And, you know, that, that, what was that book like? Men are, women are from Venus, men are from Mars or something like that. Like just we, so. we, we kind of operate differently sometimes. Like, like mm-hmm. you know, we all have masculine and feminine energy, oh, but yeah. the way that our brains work, um, sometimes they can differ, and sometimes they're not on on the they're not on the same uh, wavelength. And so it's, it's important for us to once again, I'm probably going to say it for the third time now, have the hard conversations, right? Yeah. Like some of us, we know that we're, we're 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 upset at our partners, or something's not going on at work, and now we're taking it out on, on individuals in our household. Like mm-hmm. have the conversation. Like you, if if you know that, okay, baby, I I think I need to take. $3,000 from our savings to, to help me in business. Like you just can't take that. You need to have that conversation, exactly. right? So make sure that all of the stuff that we're afraid of, uh, those conversations, because oftentimes we don't have the conversation because we're scared of the outcome or we don't we don't want the outcome that's probably going to come with it. But let's mm-hmm. just be honest with ourselves and our partners so that we can both win and all win more smoother than it usually is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The hard conversation so you guys can both win. <laughs> and so, you know, another kind of a question I have for you too is, you know, with all the things that you've had going on with yourself, like what do you, if you could list them, what do you think are some of your greatest accomplishments? And I, I know we are not about telling people our plans, but what are you most excited for? I would say, you know, upcoming for you now that we're kind of out of COVID and, you know, people are in person again and everything. So tell me about some of those accomplishments and what you're looking for. Well, that's a very easy question for me. I think Mm -hmm. the the biggest accomplishment in my life so far is um, my healing journey. Mm -hmm. Because in 2019, right before the pandemic, I was getting off this stage from speaking and, um, as I got to the bottom of the stage, something in me was just like, you are a walking contradiction. And I was like, what? Like, you know, I was like, well, I, I didn't get it. And, and uh, 
I'm a prayerful guy. So I just sat down, you know, you know, I always say that prayer is your conversation and your ask to whoever you believe in and meditation, mm-hmm. your ability to sit and listen for the answer. Right. Yeah. And so when I was doing that, I, I just realized like I was out here saving the world, but my mm-hmm. home life wasn't in order. Right. With my mm-hmm. partner, I wasn't giving enough time to my children. And I had to really check myself because we were at a point where we were probably about mm, a couple months away from getting a divorce for sure. For wow. sure. And I said, I had to work on me. I couldn't blame nobody else. I couldn't worry about what my partner was doing. I had to focus on me to get myself together. So I was in therapy mm-hmm. for like two days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, still in therapy. I'm actually looking for a new therapist now. Yeah. I was in therapy like two days a week. Um, we did a retreat. Uh, and this was actually before that part. But therapy, uh, got a coach, t- sp- mm-hmm. spoke to some spiritual leaders. And it was just important for me to unpack all of the stuff that I had been through because I had, even though my background is counseling, I had never done individual counseling. I, I had done wow. couples counseling, but I had never done individual. So the mm-hmm. biggest accomplishment thus far is my healing journey. And I'm still on that journey because I don't think it ever ends, but yeah. working on myself so that I can be a benefit to the, everybody that I come into contact with, especially wow. my family. Exactly, especially your family. Wow. I mean, it kind of reminds you of that thing when they see, like, you know, the cobbler who doesn't even have his own shoes or the hairdresser whose roots are showing. <laughs> and because, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's come up for you when you've done your reading and everything, but, you know, uh, I can't pronounce it. Carl Young? Carl, Carl Young? Young? Carl, Carl Young? Who? Yeah, he, he, he had that theory. He's called, he calls it the wounded healer. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, you know, many times it's like if, if you look at people's professions or what they're doing, it's like they're trying to heal something in themselves That's by right. being in that profession. Like That's right. counselors, you know, many times they have a lot of their own mental health issues. Yep. People in finance, hey, you know, have you know, have had their own journey with you know finances and everything. It's very interesting. And what how do you think that's really played into your work? Well, I think, well, let me be very clear because I'm big on language. So I don't want to say I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that from my experience, I've noticed not just with me, but other people, is that we often try to get advice, knowledge, and information from people that are just as broken as we are. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't make any sense. How can two mm-hmm. broken people heal each other? Right. So I had to make sure that I surrounded myself and you'll hear me talk a lot about purpose, but I had to surround myself with people who I saw to be fully aligned and tapped into their purpose. Because Mm. when you're when when you get around those people, you can't help but to receive that energy, because if you understand energy, energy is a frequency. Frequency is information. Right. And so when you get around people who are aligned and tapped fully into their purpose, you can't help but to feel some of that energy and start to want to move and act a certain type of way. Right. Mm -hmm. But for real quick example, I was getting off, I was getting off a stage one time. This is like probably three, four years ago. Mm -hmm. And this woman came up to me and she said, you know, you seem kind of cocky. I was like, Hey, what? And I I said to myself, I, I just paused for a minute. And I said, you know what? I've never heard that, but I know what it is. I said, 
So many of us in the world are so used to being around mediocre people. We don't know what it feels like to be around somebody that's fully aligned and tapped into their purpose because that's a different energy that you'll feel when you get around them. And it's very uncomfortable, right? Mm -hmm. And I said, I hope that you don't take that in a negative way, but I want you to understand the power of aligning yourself with yourself so that you can unleash because you don't find your purpose, you don't discover your purpose. When you understand the spiritual connection, it's already in you, so you actually unleash your purpose. Wow, wow. I mean, that, that gives me chills. And it's like, you know, and it, 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 it kind of goes back to that thing, like, you know, show me your company, it tells me who you are. It's like, you might not be there immediately. Like, yeah, a lot of people that I hang out with, you know, network is in the millions. And I have no problem saying that mine's not there yet. But <laughs> it's just like, by continuing to spend time with these people and, you know, learning from them. And that's the thing, learning from them is the key. Because spending time, and I've done that, spending time doesn't come into anything. But spending time and then learning from those people, like you said, get yourself a real coach. Like you're a real coach. <laughs> you, you know, it's not just like, let me just talk to someone who said, oh, opening up a coaching business. And I used, I was a teacher last year. Like, no, like you have the years behind you. Right. And so kind of speaking on that, you know, how do you believe that the regular person allows fear from fear from stopping them from ascending to that next level in life like what do you think besides company are those factors that keep someone basic and average yeah yeah great i I love that so number one is um too many of us don't deal can i curse on here i don't know okay no i won't curse so too many of us don't deal with our if you know what I mean, right? Oh, you say that one. <laughs> okay. But we don't deal with our stuff, yeah. right? Because a lot of us have had bad experiences in our lives. We've been through traumatic experiences. We've mm-hmm. been through some things. And so many of us try to suppress our story as though it never happened, mm-hmm. right? Your story happened. And if you never yeah. deal with it, like, like you could put lipstick on. You could, you could look, you, you know, you could go get your hair done. You could have a nice vehicle, a nice home. You could smile mm-hmm. every single day. But that don't mean that it ain't nothing going on with you on the inside internally. Yes. And so it's it's so important for us to understand the connection between going to our next level mm-hmm. and dealing with our own stuff, right? That healing mm-hmm. work that we need to do. And too many mm-hmm. of us, we run away from it thinking that as we mask it, right? And as we make it look good, everything will be okay and things will be beautiful. But people don't understand that there's a direct connection. I always, I say it like this, your purpose and your profit is directly connected to your individual healing. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Very, very clear. And some of us, we don't see the connection between what we've been through and the way that we're showing up in relationships, whether they're romantic, whether they're business relationships, whether no matter what, but there's mm-hmm. always a connection, right? I, I've been watching this show uh, Manifest on Netflix. Right. Oh, and, I and, and, and all, all that you gotta watch it. You gotta watch it. It's, 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 it's really cool, but they keep saying everything's connected. Yeah. Everything's connected, right? And so if we have the mindset that everything is connected, we will understand that we have to deal with the things that's going on internally in mm-hmm. order for us to go to the next level or ascend to where we're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. Yeah. Cause it, you know, and that kind of leads into my next question. Like, you know, and there's a lot of, you know, med spa owners that are female that are, and they, they're many times nurse practitioners, nurses, and they're still, they are still working in the hospital and they started their own business, you know, to do, you know, Botox fillers and all that stuff on the side. And they're still holding on to their hospital position due to the benefits. And they're kind of missing out on opportunities because they're not fully immersing themselves into their business. And, and this could be anyone's business, but, you know, in this case, I'm thinking about the med spa. So what is your advice for those who are still holding on to the comfort, but they have an inkling of where they want to be and how they want to operate, but they just can't let go? <laughs> Yeah, so there's that fear piece that you asked me about earlier, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, fear in my book, Pursue Your Purpose, Not Your Dreams, I describe it as forget everything and run. Mm -hmm. That's what fear is, right? We forget <clears throat> that we are resilient. We forget that we've always had the ability to figure things out. We forget that when we have these visions that they're, they're not visions just because, right? Mm -hmm. We forget these things. So we forget everything. And we run to where we're comfortable or we run, right? And, and we have to understand the difference between running for movement and running mm -hmm. for progress. And too often mm -hmm. we're running in the same place, which is movement and it has nothing to do with our progress, right? So wow. we're staying at those jobs that we're used to, right? We're staying with mm -hmm. those individuals who we're only with them because we've been together 15 years. We're staying mm -hmm. around the friends because we've grown up with them since elementary school. Let me tell you mm -hmm. something. There is an expiration date on loyalty. And some of us, we stay too connected to these nouns. Y'all know what a noun is. Think of English class, person, place, or thing. We stay loyal to people, places, and things that no longer serve us, right? And wow. TDJ said it best. He said, he said, you can't be who you, who you want to be and who you used to be at the same time. So well. you can't play in both worlds. You got to make a decision and bust a move. Now, contextually, let me just say this. If... You need that for the health insurance or something like that. I get it. I'm not going to knock you. But what I will, what I want to say to you is when you're when you're trying to do multiple things at one time, you mm -hmm. only get a little bit of progress. So you got to get focused on that one thing that you want and mm -hmm. go for it. Go for wow. it. Go all in. Go all in. Wow. And, and, and that's the scary thing. My, my father used to say something because it's Jamaican. He's like, when the bottom of the barrel drop out, like, you know, and it's like, there's so many of us are so scared of the bottom of our barrel dropping out. And that's why, you know, we'll, we'll, like you said, we'll stay in a relationship that's, had, that's already expired. We'll stay in a line of work and it's not what we need to be doing anymore. And, and, and we stay and stay because we're so scared of what happens when we drop through that barrel. Are we going to land in water? Are we going to land on stones, knives? What are we going to land on? <laughs> I'm so scared. Listen, you might you might land on a, a a a hill full of money. You might land on some gold. You might land on the exact thing that you need mm -hmm. to move yourself forward to become who you're supposed to become, so you can do what you want to do. That's what you might land on. Well, <laughs> you heard that. You heard that, guys. You might land on a pile of money. And, and it's like you know, but for those of you that haven't, you know, you're you're they're doing your business full time, and it's still not where it needs to be. Maybe you're not, like he said, Dr. Joe said, maybe you're not working on yourself enough. Maybe there's something on, on the inside that you need to 
reconcile before the universe says, all right, you're ready for the next level. Until then, the universe is going to look at you and be like, you're not ready yet, so we're not giving you anything. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. You know, it's, it's it's interesting because, you know, as you were talking, I was just sitting here thinking to myself, like, and I want to be very clear, like, there is nothing wrong with, like, having a full time and mm-hmm. doing a little something on the side. Right? Oh, yeah. like, but what happens is people keep the full time thinking that the side hustle can create full time type of living and, and, and money without putting in the work. And then they get mm-hmm. frustrated. Right. It don't work like that. Like, if you want to go all in into your side go ahead and go all in but just know like you may have to focus on your full time for a while right and play a little bit on your on your side if you want it to be your side but what Mm -hmm. i'm saying is too many of us have great expectations when we don't even give the work that they that we need to give to that so-called side hustle that we're having Mm. wow great So speaking of books, you know, uh, uh, I actually um, had just gotten through uh, Tim Grover's winning. And, and, you know, you're a sports guy and everybody, you know, he was so for those of you who are not in the sports, but he was the guy who, you know, trained Jordan. Michael Jordan. That's right. Kobe Bryant, <laughs> like, you know, a lot of greats. And he also trains a lot of corporate athletes, if you want to call it like, <laughs> in the corporate world. But the same mentality that we see in high level athletes is the same mentality that you're going to see. And an amazing business owner or, or a person who's working in corporation. But, you know, in his book, he talks about, you know, four components of winning and, and how that relates to business, you know, no matter what field that you're in. And so the four tenets he talks about is talent, intelligence, competitiveness, and resilience. And he says that this is how we manage our fears and doubts to make the leap to the next level. So, Dr. Joe, I want, you know, your expertise on that. You know, what are your thoughts on each of these components? And how it relates to breaking through. Do we need all of them? Are they all in the same degree? Like, what are, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so, you know, having, having played sports my whole life and, you know, still ex- extremely competitive, I still play basketball like four times a week. Wow. You know, I, work out, I work out a lot just to, just to, just to stay in shape. But, you mm-hmm. know, as I think about it, um, <laughs> it was so funny that my partner tells me, I don't like to play with you. You're too competitive. It's in my blood. I can't, I can't help it. I yeah. can't help it. But um, and, and she gets mad when I don't let my sons beat me. I said they ain't beat me. They'll get a chance to beat me when I'm old, and mm-hmm. they ain't beat me now. But <laughs> wow, that's so funny. But, <laughs> but no, the you know, Tim, so he's uh, I knew about him when I was young, like mm-hmm. who was training Michael Jordan and then Kobe and all that fun stuff. And it's so, so funny because I just listened to him on a podcast like three weeks ago. Oh, wow. And what I love about him is that he wasn't intimidated by the greats, right? Mm. He was still able to do what he came to do to make the mm-hmm. greats even greater, right? And so, you know, I think about talent, right? That first one, talent. Mm-hmm. And to me, talent is great, right? Some people come in, they're very talented. But what we often see sometimes with the individuals who are talented is that they rely on their talent and they don't develop further the skills that they need, right? And so when it comes to business, you can be super smart, but if you don't understand how to implement systems and feel like you have to do everything yourself, <laughs> your business will struggle. I was yeah. one of those individuals that thought I could do everything. Very talented speaker, but it comes to a point where I can't be the manager, the booking agent, the mm-hmm. talent, the, 
right? I have to figure out how to build the right team, right? Mm -hmm. So that's number one. That's that's number one. What was the number two you said? I want to make sure. Um, Yeah, you actually touched on it. So talent, and the next one is intelligence. Then we have competitiveness and resilience. So you touched on the intelligence. So so, and I'll just say this about intelligence because um, you have some individuals who are extremely okay. I'll give you a great example. For those of you who might be listening. All of us have probably had a professor or a teacher who was extremely intelligent or smart, but they couldn't teach to save them lives, their lives, mm-hmm. right? It happens like that. Some people just don't have it in that area. So I say, you got to find whatever is your sweet spot, mm-hmm. right? So you may be super intelligent and knowledgeable, but what is your sweet spot where you can be great in that specific area? Then once again, we're going right back to it. Sports analogy, business. What is your team mm-hmm. looking like? Right? Mm. What is your team looking like? Right. Then you then, then you talk about competitiveness. Um, if you don't want to beat nobody else, focus on beating yourself. Focus on being a better you. Focus on yeah. seeing you should. To me, this is this is the way that I operate with some of my clients. There's a quarterly checkup that you need to do right now. Some do it more than that. But there's a quarterly checkup and assessment that you should do on yourself. I would say your finances. Right. Your follow up and follow through. Right. Your relationships. Right. And you can add, but you should always, always compete with where you've been. Yeah. Right. And I didn't say where other folks have been, where you've been, you've been. where wow. you've been. Right. So that's that. that's critical. And that last piece, say it one more time. Resilience. Resilience. Come on, y'all. I got to let y'all know something. We live <laughs> in a world. Listen, we, we live in a world, um, especially. OK, let me let me let me speak to my women really quickly. Um, women, I always tell them this, but my women clients, I say, hey, first thing I got to acknowledge is I'm not a woman. I don't have the experience of a woman. So I'm very clear. But what I say to them is I said, I've worked with so many women that either they focus only on their partner and their relationship or only on their children or they're super business focused where they forget about themselves. Mm. They forget about themselves. And then they wonder why they're doing things and they're not fulfilled. Because you can make a lot of money, be super productive, but also be unfulfilled. Well, preach on it. Right. And so it's important for our women, because women, their intuition is crazy, right? It's crazy. And so when your souls, when your soul starts starts to speak to you, or when you're starting to sleep less, or when you don't have energy, or when you're overeating or over drinking or whatever you're doing, that is your body and your soul saying, we have to make adjustments. And so in business, take the same intuition you have in your personal lives and Mm -hmm. implement that and make the necessary adjustments because you always make minor adjustments for major impact. When you make those minor adjustments, right? You if you get if you got up, and this is just a random example, if you got up 30 minutes extra per day, mm-hmm. that will give you almost what's that? 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30. That'll give you almost four to five hours per week, which is gonna give you about 20 hours per month to do whatever you want to do, right? Whether that's yeah. focusing on a business, you know, whatever. So that that's a that's a minor thing. Let me just wake up 30 minutes extra. Like that's my, so, and so what I'm saying to you is, right. It's going to be important for you to honor, respect where you are, but honor where you are going. And that means you have to listen to what your soul 
your heart and your mind is telling you. I always say you got to focus on developing your mindset, your heart set, and mm-hmm. your soul set. Wow. That okay. That was quotable, guys. That's definitely <laughs> going on. <laughs> That's definitely going to be in the audiogram. <laughs> and I, I really, I really love that. And you know, kind of wrapping down here. Um, so we're speaking about winning and everything, and you talk about you know these small changes lead to some major things in our life. So, in regards to like strategic goal setting, I know you're like an expert in that. You know, what are your tips for uh, a new business owner starting out or even someone who's a little further along and maybe you kind of don't have it all figured out? How does how does strategic goal setting change from being a newborn business to an adolescent business to being an adult business? And then my second follow-up to that is, do you think we should ever get to the point of being an adult business or do you, should we always stay in that spirit of adolescence, growing, learning, things popping up? Ah, like, what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah. So that that second piece I answer first. I believe we should always stay in that. Like I, I call I call it the the toddler, that toddler mindset, right? Because yeah. if you look at the, if you go to look up uh, videos on YouTube of toddlers getting out of those those cribs, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll say, "How did they think of doing that?" Right? That creative mind, right? Yeah. So it's important for us to stay there, stay in a place where we're always coachable, right? Some mm-hmm. of us, some because some people get to the adult business, right? They not adult business literally, but like like you said, your example, right? Yeah. Uh, the the adult stage of business, and they feel like, <laughs> right? Yeah, like, super slow, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, because no, they're gonna be like, yeah. what? Adult? No, no, no. That's not what we're talking about. But the adult that, stage. Yeah. <laughs> they get to the adult stage and it's almost this idea of I made it, right? Yeah. Mm. When, you, when you get to the I made it mindset, then you get to the I'm going to lose it, mm. right? That's what happens. And so ne- always stay coachable. And this is going to answer the first part of that question. The number one thing that I would say in terms of strategic goal setting is keep someone around you that is not a yes person. They're going to tell you when you're not doing what you're supposed to do. They're going to tell you like, hey, no, that don't sound good. They're going to tell mm-hmm. you can't have people around you. That's always going to make you feel good. If your yeah. feelings don't get hurt in business. Right. A couple of times a week, a couple of times a month, you're not doing business. Hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And then make sure you have people who've been there and done that. Like you, you shouldn't have to always go through something that other folks been through. Right. Yeah. The The. The, the wise person doesn't have to go through it. They'll watch it and see what you've been through and make adjustments. Right? Mm-hmm. So those two things, make sure you don't have a bunch of yes people around you and people mm-hmm. that's going to make sure to tell you what's what. Mm-hmm. And then have people and you hear this all the time. You want you want people to mentor you, coach you, get around them. And guess what? Let's be real. I was against mm-hmm. coaching for a long time. But when right. I got my first coach, I said, oh, my goodness, this accelerated everything that I was trying to do. So wow. make sure that you believe and better on yourself because you may have to invest in yourself and there's nothing wrong with paying for a coach or paying for somebody to help you because folks, the people, people, the folks are, you know, their time is valuable. Oh yeah. And so many people are pulling at these individuals who are smart and know what they're doing. And so you may have to pay and, and it's, it's not, it's a, it's an investment. Your return will come. Let me just say that. Your return oh, yeah. will come. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, definitely. And I know what you talk about is very interesting because there's many vets owners, they say, you know, they've gotten successful, gotten a certain amount of success, and people are in their DMs all the time, like, hey, can you tell me how to do what you did, how to do what you did? And it's like, whoa, like if every successful business owner was to answer every single person who was trying to follow their path, they would be out of business because their focus would be all that stuff. So you heard that, guys. So like, you know, when you need help, you know, if you need help with peak performance, if you need help with taking your business to the next level, working on your mindset to do that, you know, Dr. Joe is going to be someone who's going to be a great resource for you. Yeah, you might not be in the same industry, but that might be good for you. For someone to look at you just as who you are to say, what are your blocks are taking, not taking you from this level to the next level, you know? So that's awesome. So where can our listeners find you on social media and your website and your book? <laughs> <laughs> so so I'll, I'll say this. Uh, I love Instagram, right? You can find me at Joe Johnson Speaks. But the number one place I want you to go is www.workwithdrjoe.com. Dot com www.workwithdrjoe.com because there's two things I'm going to give you a free video case study on three ways to create the life and career that you love without stress and I'm giving you free access to my Heal Now Masterclass which is critical to anyone that's trying to up level in their personal lives and in their business lives because once again your purpose and your profit is directly connected to your individual healing. Wow. Thank you so much, Dr. Joe. So everyone, I'm going to have all of that in the show notes and you can follow him and go to his website. And this was, this was excellent. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to talk with us today and hopefully we'll see you soon. Well, listen, listen, like I always say, pursue your purpose, not your dreams. Take care. like what you heard, please leave us a review. I appreciate you listening and your support. Follow us on Instagram at Plan Life Happens and comment on this episode's post. Also, I appreciate your feedback and ideas. Improving is the name of the game. I'm Leslie Tracy, your host. Thanks for listening.